Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey y'all, happy Wednesday. That means another episode. Yay! All right, so last week I was in Los Angeles most of the week, Wednesday through Sunday for a dermatology conference. Um, And I was there as an attendee sitting in those frigid conference rooms listening to lectures about anything related to the skin. But I was also um, part of a team called the Dermcast team. And what we do is record um, interviews, live interviews. Well, I guess they are live. We can stop it if we mess up. But anyway, we're recording in-person interviews with um, speakers or experts in dermatology or thought leaders. And this was my first time doing in-person interviews. So I do audio. I, I see people on Zoom when I'm interviewing them. But it's totally laid back. I mean, I'm in my closet I can have my legs crossed and crisscross applesauce and be completely um, at ease. Whereas this involved wearing, you know, business casual clothes and you sit in a chair with all these bright lights on you and the camera man is, you know, is rolling. So this created a lot of dis-ease for me. It created, I was a, a very self-conscious. I was, um, had all these thoughts in my head and I didn't realize this until I was coaching clients this week and I realized, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing that I'm telling them they're doing. So I wanted to come clean, but also talk to you about how to deal with those thoughts in your head. So uh, I'll give you a few of my own personal examples, and I'll give you some sort of generic examples from um, clients that I've coached, because this is something we all deal with. And if you're finding yourself in a uh, or stuck situation, chances are your thoughts are not helping matters. So in coaching, we learn to ask what is, or not, maybe not in these exact words, but you sort of figure out what is the area of least satisfaction. Another way of saying that is what part of your life sucks? (laughs) And if you're thinking, well, nothing really sucks, Hope, that's not true, I bet, because at some point something's going to suck. Not to be all negative, but there's going to be something. Nobody has a Mary Poppins life all the time. Okay, so for me last week, my thoughts were, I'm not dressed right. I don't have clothes that, you know, are as fancy as some of these ladies. And you'll see at a conference, people wear anything from like yoga pants, but that's not very many of us. Those are my people, but 
There aren't too many of them. Most of them wear high heels and I have bunions. So high heels hurt. And I try to listen to my body and think, oh my gosh, do I really want to put myself through eight hours of wearing heels? But they also wear stockings. I saw some pantyhose. I saw some suit jackets. So I had all these feelings of inadequacy and this, you know, script in my head that was saying, Hope, you're not good enough. What do you think you're doing? And then there's the whole Southern accent thing. And at one point, I actually got the microphone during a, at the end of a lecture when they asked for questions or comments. And I got the microphone and I started talking and I just, the voice in my head was shouting, like, who do you think you are? You sound ridiculous. Do you hear the way you said that word? And it's, um, it's I'm just telling y'all this, it's, it's kind of embarrassing to admit it. But um, anyway, those were the thoughts in my head was like, you're not wearing the right thing. You sound funny. You look funny. You didn't bring your um, hair rollers. <laughs> you don't know how to do your makeup. You know, I watch all these YouTube videos um, on how to do makeup and I still can't figure it out. So all these thoughts were in my head. Okay. I also wanted to talk about yesterday, I went to get extra mammogram views because a week after my mammogram, I got a phone call that there was an asymmetry and I needed to go back. So I'm sitting in the waiting room and I thought I was calm and I, I didn't think I had any thoughts about this in my head. But when I went to check in with the receptionist, I just started bawling and big fat tears, like soaking my mask. And, you know, I, I realized that the story in my head was that this is going to turn into cancer and I'm going to leave my kids motherless and I'm going to lose my hair. And I had this whole story that had affected me physically and emotionally. So I want you to think about what is your area of least satisfaction right now? What part of your life are you like, yeah, this just doesn't feel great. And that may be all it is. It may not be an actual sucky area. It may just be that this doesn't feel great right now. I wish this were better. So think about that. And I'm going to walk you through um, something called The Work, and it's by Byron Katie. So if you've never heard of her, B-Y-R-O-N, and then Katie, K-A-T-I-E, but you can go to her website, thework.com, or read her book, Loving What Is. Um, she goes, takes you through these questions to um, figure out what your thoughts are about something and then to sort of shift it. And she has videos of her doing this on her um, website. And it's crazy. Like some of these people have been through major trauma. And I found myself thinking like, if I had been through that, I wouldn't want anybody to change my thoughts about it because, yes, she was um, in a horrible situation or she lost her kids or she was horribly abused. But after you watch the videos, you realize that we all have a choice. We get to decide whether we're going to stay in this entangled web of pain or whether we're going to look at this as an opportunity to change the way we look at the world and to take a different path going forward. Um, with one of my clients this week, I sent her um, this 
and I guess you'd call it a story. And I didn't make this up. It's It's been around for a long time. There's even a podcast called The Good Wolf. But it goes like this. A grandfather is talking with his grandson. The grandfather says, in life, there are two wolves inside of us, which are always at battle. One is a good wolf, which represents things like kindness, bravery, and love. The other is a bad wolf, which represents things like greed, hatred, and fear. The grandson stops and thinks about it for a second, and then he looks up at his grandfather and says, Grandfather, which one wins? The grandfather replies, The one you feed. And so how you do how you do anything is how you do everything. So how you spend this day, how you how your thoughts are this day will determine tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So the whole point of this podcast is if you find yourself in a situation that is not great, you have a choice. You get to decide which wolf you're going to feed. Um, I was talking to another client this week and she has a big decision to make. And it's there's not a there's not a great answer either way. No matter what she chooses, there's there's not a perfect outcome. And she has all these thoughts about what is going to happen if she chooses one way or the other. She's already sort of future casting. And I asked her, how does how does how do those thoughts make you feel when you think oh my gosh, this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen if I choose this. And she described it as a heaviness, like a pressure, a heaviness, a load that she's carrying. Um, I talked to another client who has had a really hard past. She's suffered a lot of hurt and emotional trauma. And she described it as feeling like really um, tight, like, you know, she took her fingers and put them together like a, like a interlaced her fingers like a web or like a tightness, a constriction. And so what Byron Katie asked you to notice your thoughts, name your thoughts, and then to describe how they make you feel. Where do you feel them in your body? Um, if I'm being totally transparent, I have had a rough like six weeks with Chase. Like we have not gotten along very well. And I didn't want to admit that my thoughts might be responsible for this, but it took me getting out of town and being gone for five days to sort of step away from it and to realize that my thoughts were really screwing with my mind. Um, So anyway, my thoughts about Chase were he's a turd. He is being a total turd or jerk for those of you who don't use the word turd. And everything he did, I interpreted interpreted it that way. So I looked for evidence that he was behaving turtily. And yes, he was. I didn't look for evidence that he was doing kind things like stopping by the store and getting bananas on his way home or reading to the kids at night or um, making sure my car um, tag thingy sticker was stuck on the license tag. I didn't look for evidence of that. I looked for evidence that he was being a jerk. And the thoughts in my head were, how dare he? Oh, no, he didn't. I am not going to let him get close to me. I'm not going to let him hug me. I'm not going to be nice to him. I'm not going to fix his lunch for him. You know, I'm going to make, I'm going to punish him and show him that he can't treat me that way. 
And if he does, then I'm going to just show him. So those were the thoughts in my head. But during the time I was thinking it, I would not have been in a place where I could say that. So Byron Katie will sort of walk you through it. And she suggests you write it down because our brains are so tricky, y'all. They will try to, like, you'll have a thought that, okay, well, I am thinking this. But then your brain is going to be like, no, don't say that. She's trying to trick you. <laughs> so it's it's so messed up, isn't it? All right. So where was I? Okay. So you, you say how this makes you feel in your body. And I felt with Chase, I felt totally shut down. I, I could feel a wall around me and I could even visualize like cinder blocks built up around me. And I didn't want him to even get close. So I had this like mental, but it was also almost a physical wall around me. And he really is a good guy. And right now, everything is so much better. And we've done some work. We've been to our marriage therapist quite a few times and things are great. But just letting y'all know how it really does sneak up on you. And then your thoughts take over and take your brain hostage. All right. So where do you feel it in your body? Do you feel um, heavy? Do you feel tight? Do you feel constricted? Usually it's not a great feeling. You name those thoughts, and then you ask yourself, are those thoughts true? And it's better if you can come up with one thought, like um, Chase shouldn't be a jerk, or um, my thought about, you know, I have breast cancer. That was what I was thinking yesterday without um, really knowing that I was thinking that. Or when I was at the conference, my thoughts were, I'm not good enough. So then you ask yourself, is that thought true? And most people, your first reaction is, yes, it's true. Yes, he was being a jerk. Yes, I think I have breast cancer or I wouldn't be coming back for extra ultrasound and all this stuff. Or yes, I'm not good enough. What were they thinking? They let me do this position. And then you ask yourself, is it 100% true? And you have to pause here if you can, if you can just pause for a second and think, is there any wiggle room in this statement? Is there any itty bitty teeny tiny chance that it's not 100% true? Maybe it's 99% true. And if you can acknowledge that maybe, just maybe it's not 100%, then you're making progress. So was Chase 100% a jerk? No. Was I definitely there for breast cancer? No, I just was there to get extra um, images of one side. And then as far as me being at the conference, was I definitely not capable or worthy or good enough? No. And I, I could remind myself, you know, like they, somebody on a committee somewhere decided that I was worthy of doing this. Okay, so you, you've already said how that thought makes you feel. Tight, constricted, heavy, weighed down, blocked in, whatever it is. So then you ask yourself, if I didn't have this thought, how would I feel differently? So in the case of if I did not have the thought that Chase is a turd, I would feel a lot lighter. I would feel... I would feel more open. I would feel more relaxed. 
Um, if I didn't have the thought yesterday that I had cancer, how would I feel different? Oh, I would have felt so much lighter. I would have felt relaxed. And while I was at the conference, if I hadn't had the thought that I wasn't good enough, I probably would have been more lighthearted, more, um, probably would have slept better, maybe more laid back. All right, so then the last thing is what Byron Katie calls the turnaround. So you take the statement, whatever that thought was that you initially named, and you turn it around. So in the case of Chase is a turd, you usually have two ways you could turn it around. You could say Chase is not a turd, and you ask yourself, is it possible that that's true? The other way to turn it around is to set is to use an I statement. I am a turd. And you say, is there any way that could be true? Yes, I I was being a little bit of a jerk myself. And it's possible that he's not a jerk. So both of those statements could be true. All right. So in the case of the cancer thing, is it possible that, um, could I turn it around and say, I don't have cancer or I don't know if I have cancer? Yes, that is totally possible. And that would make me feel so much better. Is it possible at the conference that I could have thought, I am capable, I am worthy? Is that more true? Or could it, even not even more true, is it possible that that's true? Yes, that is possible. All right, so congratulations. Now you have just moved to the next step. So usually once you're able to say, yes, that is possibly true, it's, it's maybe even more true than my negative thoughts. Then you can move, you can sort of shift your perspective. It's, it's just enough to put space between you and your thoughts so that you can step back and you can visualize yourself stepping back away from that thought. Because as I said earlier, you get a choice. Like you can choose whether this thought about this thing is going to determine the path that you're on. It will literally change your life. So if you choose to keep believing these thoughts, things are going to go a certain way. If you turn those thoughts around or let go of them or step away from them, it will change your life. Even if it's something really, really bad that happened to you or that's happening right now. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was if you're having a really hard time with this exercise, just ask yourself if it's possible you gain something from holding on to those thoughts. What would it mean for you to let go of those thoughts? And if you feel a lot of resistance, ask yourself, what do you gain from holding on to those thoughts? What does it say about you in your head? And maybe it's that you feel justified. Maybe something really bad happened to you and you're worried that if you let go of those thoughts, that you're saying that whatever happened is okay. You're giving somebody permission to mistreat you or you're saying that the whatever happened was okay. And that is not the case. That's going to require probably some therapy to to work on that but that is not the case that you're saying it's okay 
you are saying that you get to choose your thoughts. Whatever happened to you, you didn't get to choose that, but you do get to choose your thoughts moving forward. All right, so I would love to hear from y'all. Shoot me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com, or go check out my new website. Yay, it's finally up. So you can go to the old website and it'll redirect, or you can go to coachhopecook.com and you can sign up for my ebook on there and just look at all the things. I put all my book recommendations. You can see links to um, how to take an Enneagram test or figure out your love language. It's so cool. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I would also love it if you would leave a review on Apple iTunes. That helps me reach more people. So please do it. And lastly, if you want more of what you heard today, you can go on over to my website at hopethepa.com. And I have created this little amazing free ebook called Your Guide to Hacking the Life Machine. And you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. It has lots of yummy things in it. All right, y'all take care and I will see you next week.